All right. Welcome, everyone. We have another episode of Fireside Chat with Keela and Ben here from Cheetow. We've got a great guest today from Beefy Finance, Moon Cow. Welcome. Hey, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Looking forward to chatting. Absolutely. So, Moon Cow, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is yeah, Moon sure. Cow? I'll uh, I'll definitely be talking more about Beefy than myself, but uh, yeah, my my background. I got into crypto around 2016 as an investor, and started working full time 2018. And before that, I was working in traditional startups. and And my journey in in crypto has gone from sort of working for big exchanges and and mining pools into being full time DeFi. And in the last couple of months, that's meant full time Beefy. My job was actually voted by the DAO, so everybody kind of got to see what I'm going to earn, what I've got to do, and uh, everyone's my boss, I guess. <laughs> okay, That's perfect. Very, uh, very DAO spirit there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Great. Uh, what What got you? I mean, dive deeper about why why Beefy. Why did you get really involved with Beefy? Yeah, so I guess uh, Beefy came up with with Binance Smart Chain around September of last year. Mm-hmm. Alongside other projects like um, Venus and, and Pancake Swap, and everything was new then. You know, people were looking for an evolution from from Ethereum with the high fees and and some other barriers to adoption. And so, seeing some of the most credible products on on Ethereum kind of getting replicated on Smart Chain where the fees were much less, it was quite easy to start looking around and, and try and find a good project to be a part of. Mm. You know, Pancake Swap took the Uniswap model and I would say Beefy Finance took the Yearn Finance model and, and has done really well with it. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I like that. And then how's, um, just real real quick, how's your uh, how's your experience on, on Polygon so far? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been really exciting for, for Beefy. All of that growth came last year on BSC and I think the, the growth on, on Polygon has been for similar reasons, you know, lower fees, more accessible products, more innovation, because, you know, there's not really any BSC maxis or, or Polygon maxis to, to get in the way of what you want to build. You just build what the users actually want and, mm-hmm. and people will come to those platforms. So we've seen exactly the same thing on, on Polygon. And, and, you know, it's not just about what we build, especially with Beefy Finance being an optimizer. It's also what our partners can build. So, you know, platforms like Chi and, and other platforms that we, we are working closely with, um, they've all been really inviting on this Polygon network and they've been really open to working with us, whether it's been about increasing rewards for users or just being really upfront about small changes in their smart contracts after our due diligence and, and going through all of those things. So I think the growth that we've seen on, on Polygon is uh, is partly the usability for the users and partly the partnerships opportunities for us as a platform. Beautiful. Now, for for the users that may not know too much about Beefy, um, how would you describe Beefy to somebody that's uh, been in DeFi for um, for a few years? I would say, like, we're the most efficient yield optimizer, and, and the reason that we're the most efficient yield optimizer, and I'm talking for the experts here, I can maybe give a bit of a different description afterwards, but... I think this um, efficiency comes from a, from a few places. One is that we're always focusing on actually uh, rewarding the users with more of what they actually staked. So we don't have this reward token that has this kind of infinite supply and you have to go and sell it and restake it and, and do all of those things yourself. 
we're actually taking those reward tokens from other platforms and converting it back into the thing you actually staked originally. And I think that's what makes us pretty unique within um, within DeFi uh, and is making us an attractive pro- prospect, whether it's on Polygon, whether it's on BSC, but we're also on Phantom, Avalanche, Echo, and, and we'll be targeting things like Arbitrum once they roll out. Yeah, your growth has been quite impressive. You guys are definitely spreading out. Um, and I guess so for the newbies, for the people that might not know too much about these you know, yield optimized rewards, uh, how would you explain BFI? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I think one way to describe it is it's just another savings account, right? Like it's a place where you can put your assets and you're going to get the best returns for those assets really like than anywhere on the planet due to our mm-hmm. mechanics. So instead of going to your bank and getting like 0.1% or maybe half a percent if you get a high yield in your bank account, you can put things into BFI and you can get... Um, on assets like Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, 10, 20% annual APYs. On more exotic assets like uh, cake and banana or, or um, uh, something like Bitcoin Quick from QuickSwap, you can get, you know, 200% APY. And I think these like 200% APY is already blowing people's minds, you know, mm-hmm. if they're coming from traditional finance. But then we have like even newer projects where they're sort of really accelerating their growth and trying to reward people as much as possible and and you can actually get sort of thousands and thousands of percent and obviously what i'd say to those new users is probably start with something that you understand so if you understand bitcoin maybe you use beefy finance to uh, increase your apy on bitcoin and if you want to like really take some risks you could go and find out about those more deacon projects Oh, okay. Perfect. I think that's a good explanation. I think more accessible. But, but I will add one thing, you know, like I think what, what some people who come to the platform and, and they want to get those APYs, they they kind of want to know how is this working, right? Like how is how are they actually generating that? And so, you know, we're relying on a lot of a lot of partner platforms that already generate interest for users. So there's kind of a few ways um in the DeFi ecosystem already where you can generate an APY or generate interest, you know, AMMs, lending platforms, they generate a lot of um, revenue from um, being a liquidity provider and they're rewarding you with transaction fees and often also some reward tokens. But there's also lending platforms like Chi, which will have some rewards around them as well. And so we can take some of those rewards. We're auto compounding them. So like on on Polygon, we're we're compounding 10, 20 times a minute uh, your assets. So, so, so anything that you can kind of do on DeFi, we're going to take that for you. We're going to like 10 exit, 20 exit and, and, and really push those APYs. Okay. So how, how would that be? I'm guessing that being on a, a chain like, uh, like Polygon would help with that optimization quite a bit versus, um, versus say mainnet where gas fees are high. Like you just said, you're, like you're auto compounding multiple times a minute. What yeah, fees fees are really important to the to the underlying platform, and it was the reason, or it was the inspiration originally to build on smart chain instead of Ethereum, where we mm-hmm. could uh, already speed up those transactions and start taking some of those opportunities. And and you know, I think on on uh, on BSC is sort of like nine thousand compounds a year on something like our Cake Vault. Mm-hmm. And then we, we go on to Polygon. And, and as I say, we're able to sort of do 10 or 20 a minute. You can start doing the maths and, and see that this gets uh, pretty exciting pretty quickly. Exactly. Exactly. What What is what is Beefy's kind of multi-chain strategy? Or what do you look at at a chain? 
Well, I mean, on a basic level, we look for an Ethereum virtual machine because, you know, all of our devs are Solidity devs, and, and that means that they have the same coding environment. So so everywhere we've gone so far has, has been in the EVM. Um, and then secondly, we're looking for what, what platforms are already building on there. Are there lending protocols? Are there AMMs? Are there stablecoin um, platforms already being built? And can we make partnerships with them? And so we get approached by individual projects and, you know, the best, the, the biggest and the most credible projects come to us. And then we, we sort of learn who their partners are and we get introductions through there. We're also quite close with, with like um, Polygon itself or the Phantom Foundation. And, and we look for introductions there as well. Um, and then we're looking beyond the chains that we already have. So we're trying to sort of, I think it's Gretzky says, you've got to move to where the ball's going to be. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so we're really trying to do that with with things like Arbitrum and, and, and making partnerships before we even arrive so that we have uh, vaults and, uh, are ready to go. Exactly, yeah. And it's skating to where the puck is going to be. Oh, yeah. Wrong sport, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. You, you mentioned some of your devs. What, uh, what does the Beefy team look like? Are you all kind of gathered in, in a similar area? Uh, what does What does that look like? Yeah, so we are we are like a, a fully a non team. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our partnerships, like getting listed on on Binance and, and things like that, involves like KYC for individual members just to sort of push those things through. Mm-hmm. But by and large, um, we we've never met. We don't know each other that well. Um, the core team was a core team, you know, but it was only like three or four people and. And they launched back in September and they vested all of their tokens. But after that, everybody else has just been attracted to the project, either because they like the mechanics or, or they bought the token early. Um, and so it's kind of uh, incredible how little we know about each other and how well uh, we work together. But it's really a function of this this shared goal. And, and the shared goal is, of course, growing beefy and, and growing the value and the revenue of the token. But it's also kind of fitting with that original mission of like bringing DeFi to people who could actually benefit from it and not just being this Ethereum playground for whales. So a lot of us now kind of are whales because Beefy has been so successful. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we kind of come from slightly humbler beginnings. Um, And yeah, it's just a great atmosphere. You know, we're mostly hanging out on Discord. We do some um, BD stuff on, on Telegram with outside projects, but we're almost like typing out every single decision uh, in small groups, I would say, and, and it remains efficient. On the dev side, um, we have our core devs, which mostly came from the, the founding team, or at least the core of the founding team uh, are really strong Solidity devs. But we also have this rewards mechanism whereby the devs that join the team, if they actually build a vault and that vault gets accepted and put onto the platform, they'll get a small percentage of the uh, revenue that that vault produces forever so they're really motivated and that's why we kind of reached the point where we have five chains and like 700 vaults Got because you. yeah and i want to make a vault <laughs> that's a pretty <laughs> sweet deal I, I guess for for all of the devs um watching here what does that process look like i mean i'm not a dev so i can't tell you it like um inside out but uh, you know it's pretty much open source it's about proposing the the vaults that you want to build via discord or through a forum that we have specifically dedicated for that 
And then whatever you're proposing is going to have some due diligence from, from the lead devs. Maybe it's a project we already know and therefore it's quicker. Or maybe it's something brand new and, and you kind of have to get that due diligence done first. But then after that, you're really building the code and, and just submitting these pull requests um, for our devs to, to let them through. Um, and, you know, it's it's quite a sort of family feeling. I, I've seen devs come in, build one or two things, and now they're they're pretty embedded and they're seen as kind of lead devs themselves. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I did want to know, um, you know, why would users use Beefy as opposed to other similar platforms? Um, what are kind of even what are kind of the innovations that you're making within Beefy? I mean, I think like even before we get to the innovations, one of the main reasons would be this the safety record. And you know, just sort of knowing how big this dev team is, how how much we prioritize um safety is probably a good reason to choose Beefy over over similar platforms. Um but other than that, it's sort of this point I made at the beginning, which I think isn't totally intuitive for, for everybody, so it's worth saying again, is that when you stake your assets into Beefy, you're automatically going to earn more of what you staked. Mm-hmm. So on some pro- some platforms, I mean, I'll take an old example, and I don't know if they've changed, but like when BadgerDAO was released and you could stake wrap Bitcoin, you actually earn a lot of these Badger tokens. And then, of course, these Badger tokens can like fall in value. You have to watch the market. You have to kind of convert them back to Bitcoin if you think um, that's the right thing to do. So you have like all of these extra steps and all of these extra risks uh, if you use a optimizer platform that relies on rewarding its own token. Whereas Beefy kind of does the opposite. It takes something like BadgerDAO, which is giving out this kind of promotional coin, and will just sell it into more wrapped Bitcoin. So you end up with with like a much simpler and actually a, a lot more efficient uh, experience with Beefy. So this is kind of the the main selling point. And then I would say the third thing is is because we've done our reward token in that way, in the sense of not being tied to your um, optimization, but actually tied only to the governance and to the revenue of the Beefy platform. Yeah. It means we're not giving away that um, Beefy token for free to anybody. We only give it to people who stake into the Beefy Maxi Vault. And then the way that we reward them is that we actually go out and buy Beefy off the open market on AMMs automatically every day from the revenue that's generated from all of those other vaults. Um, so when people start to get their head around those two things, they kind of really get sucked into Beefy and, and tend not to leave. There's some solid economics there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, tokenomics are so uh, so important in this uh, in this space. I love to hear it. Uh, what right now? High yield farming is is a really big thing. Um, like, what do you see as as being being next? Where where is beefy Where is beefy going? Or where is that puck that you're um, that you're skating towards? Yeah, sure. I mean, the high yield, the really high yield stuff mostly comes from new platforms being created, right? So they've mm-hmm. they've created a new business model, slightly different to other people. And one of the things they want to do is attract users to that and give away this reward token, which we can usually take and auto compound uh, back into the asset that, that you actually want to stake. So in a sense, this probably won't go away because there's always going to be innovation and there's always going to be people trying to create the next best thing. And as long as we've done our due diligence, um, we can bring that onto the platform and generate high yields. But those high yields are usually quite quick, you know, like they, they go away quite quickly and then you need another uh, new platform to, to, to try and um, 
have the same mechanics. In terms of long term, I think I look at it like this. Things like lending, as, as you guys are, are building, and also AMMs, uh, decentralized exchanges, these two things are not going to go away. Like the, the People have reinvented finance here, and the user growth is just going to continue to grow. So those two things will always generate some yield for the users. You know, there's always going to be AMM yield. There's always going to be yield surrounding lending. And there's probably like more financial um, products and models that we haven't even seen disrupted yet. And many of them will also have some sort of liquidity need or some sort of um, reward mechanism that Beefy can probably come in and, and, and build upon. So we don't need to invent those things. We just need to keep our eyes open for the right partners and, and or hope that they approach us uh, like you guys did um, so that so that we can build those partnerships and, and start earning for our users. You know, <clears throat> our mission or our vision won't really change within that. We're just going to continue to try and be the safest and, and most efficient platform for people to, to take advantage of those opportunities. We do... We do have like a few things up our sleeve, which, you know, we're not actually too public about our roadmap. Um, mm -hmm. We have like, I mean, you must know it. Like there's a lot of copy pasting that goes on in the DeFi world. Uh, yeah. so, and sometimes can be pretty ruinous for, for users. So we have two or three things that we're also building behind the scenes, but we will launch them fully formed and, and, uh, and people will be able to jump in as soon as they're alive. Perfect. Oh, cool. Any any little teasers? I mean, if you go to uh, the beefy Twitter right now and, and look at the last tweets, you'll see a few tweets about moonpot.com. And I would okay. say this is going to get, um, this is going to go live uh, pretty sh pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Perfect. You guys got it down there, the, the Twitter. So make sure to check yeah. it out. So, yeah, you guys have a lot of partnerships. I feel like that's kind of like the center of what you guys are doing. Um, what do you look for in a partner? Uh, what qualifies as a good partner? I mean, going back to the simple stuff, like it's really about passing the due diligence on the first stage. You know, we actually do that first before we dig too deeply into the project because most projects <clears throat> are reasonably interesting, right? Like if someone's got like already built their code base and then they have a UI and, and they're trying to like put something out onto the world, it's probably worth us taking a look. So we get approached through our Discord, through introductions of people like Polygonmatic or Phantom, whatever. And then we have a small, short chat with them, um, check out what they're doing in terms of their overall model or overall tokenomics, and then we actually send the code, uh, the smart contracts to our devs. And, you know, some of the things that we're looking for, is it's pretty repetitive stuff uh, that we need to check out. It's mm -hmm. things around, like, the MasterChef control and how quickly they could make changes um, to their code. It's also about um, how well locked up are things like their reward tokens so they couldn't either inflate them overnight when everybody's sleeping. And, and, and it doesn't have to be malicious, right? Like these things can happen from bad actors, but they can also just happen like through through bad, through, through bad luck, you know, getting mm -hmm. flash loan and things. So we're looking for um, things in their code that, that might suggest those things are possible. And then we're and then we're like just going line by line, asking them to make changes. And so once they pass through those things, we're pretty good to go. Like we're not going to like definitely say like this is a great platform, this is a bad platform. We're more going to say like this is a platform where we've done our due diligence and and we want to start working with them. Um, so it's it's more about creating this this layer of of safety for our users and being agnostic. 
then trying to trying to pick favorites. But then at the same time, you know, it's good to get into conversations like today and, and to know the projects a little bit more and actually learn about some of the individual ways that we can support each other or whether we can meet each other's community. So like with Pangolin last week on, on Avalanche, they actually um, put together a governance vote to add uh, PNG rewards to Beefy. And because we knew them well, we were able to get them onto a, onto a chat, have a little AMA with them. And we were able to get our, our crowd to quickly go over to their governance vote. And, you know, we got quorum within about 10 minutes of them tweeting it out because because we have those deeper partnerships. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess for for between Chidao and, and Beefy, we already have the votes. How do you see maybe us doing more together? Yeah, so I think we've known each other like probably just one or two weeks and, and yeah. the due date has happened and the the devs are already vaulting a, a couple of pairs um, that you have uh, on QuickSwap, I think, um, with pretty good wise if people want to check those out on the polygon chain uh, of beefy but of course like you're you're a lending platform and and it's quite interesting to us to learn and maybe it's good if you actually uh, talk about it a bit more than me because you will be informed on this is about if you becoming collateral for for your platform and and maybe you could just tell because i'm sure there's some um community listeners uh, how that works and, and what it would actually look like for governance and, and what would be the benefits to us if it went through yeah, so uh, we're starting a pretty exciting time here at Cheetah where um, we're going to be starting adding a lot more collateral types. Um, every week, we're going to start launching new QIPs, which is our Cheetah improvement proposals. And those are going to decide what collateral is going to be added the week after. Um, so what's coming immediately now is uh, the CAM-Matic uh, vaults, so compounding out of market <laughs> Matic vaults, uh, where you'll get to... Uh, deposit these yield-bearing Matic tokens into our vaults and then mint my. But yeah, uh, sky's the limit. As long as uh, a collateral token has a Chainlink Oracle, that's something that's very important. Um, you know, all it takes is the community to vote for it. Do you want anything on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, again, it's it's going to come down to the community's community's vote. Um, everything that we that we do. Here at Chidao, it's it's based off of what the community wants, and so, um, like Ben said, weekly weekly votes will come out um, for choosing a collateral type. If you've got a Chainlink Oracle, if you've got, most likely the uh, the community is going to look at you know is there is there liquidity on uh, on Polygon as well. Um, it'll just come down to their uh, down to their hands. Yeah, and. Um... We can also do other partnerships. I think the community can look at a various, like a variety of things, like liquidity is one, how we are partnering with that, like protocol, uh, be it incentives to lock up their collateral tokens, be it other things that we're doing aside from that. Um, yeah, there's just so much I think that can be done with that. Yeah, I think it gives, it gives beefy holders or any, any project token holders a lot more utility with that token. So they can, they can lock it up. They can mint. Mint stablecoin against it, and then use that stablecoin for whatever they want. So now, if you if you have bills that you want to pay, uh, you don't have to go and sell your beefy. You can just uh, lock it up, borrow um, borrow some my against it, go pay your bills, and if beefy goes, you know, two three x's the next day, hey, great, you didn't have to sell it. You kept your beefy, and uh, we're able to still use its value. 
at zero percent interest, right? So you don't have to worry about those payments. Yeah, really interesting. How how are you able to offer zero percent? Like, where is the where is the business model for? for the... Yeah. So, like, if you think about it, like traditionally, when somebody charges interest, it's because there's that you know fear of default. But if you're borrowing against your own tokens, you know you're the one taking the the risk, right? That you won't be able to pay your loans back. Um, but in terms of our like business models, like cash flows. We do charge a repayment fee. So at the time that you repay your debt, uh, you pay a 0.5% um, fee on that debt. But what's cool about the debt is that it never changes in value, right? If I borrow 100 my today, no matter what happens to my, for example, beefy collateral, my debt will always be that. So um, with that, you can have your entire upside and you're not really being charged on that um, on that upside. We also have some other fees that are involved, um, like our USDC swap fee, uh, and our deposit fee for um, for rewards, but that's some other stuff outside the vaults. And another thing to to note is that you can't borrow the hundred percent, um, like hundred percent of the value of your collateral. Um, you can borrow up to two thirds of its value, which that leaves that leaves a good amount of buffer. And if you drop below one hundred and fifty percent collateral to debt ratio, um, your vault does become risky, and it's now. Um, available to be partially liquidated, which means somebody would come in, pay back some of your debt. They would take some of your your collateral, in this case, beefy, um, plus a little bit of a bonus. So at the end, like seven percent. Yeah, yeah. So at at the end, the the liquidator would get uh, would get some profit, and then the um, the person being liquidated, they're only hit with about a six to seven percent uh, penalty. Yeah, interesting. And so how does the, the QE, QIPs work? Like, is, is it about the projects having a, an amount of your tokens in order to kick it off? Or are all of the proposals coming internally for adding something like uh, beefy collateral? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, first of all, like, we'll have a list of the possible, you know, collaterals that we can accept. And that's going to be based on, you know, is there a Chainlink Oracle, right? Um, and so every week we'll have like a list of all these tokens that can be added. And, you know, the chi holders will come in into the snapshot vote and choose and rank, you know, what do they want to be added? And then the top uh, token is going to be added for that next week. That's kind of how the process works. Yeah, really nice. Okay, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye out for that then. Absolutely. And then also starting off, um, there's there's going to be a, there's going to be a QIP as well about incentivizing vaults. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if the community decides to incentivize these vaults um, using using Chi. But then also, um, we've been we've been talking to a few different projects about them also incentivizing the vaults as well. So if that is the case, you would be looking at you know being rewarded to borrow. Yeah, and that's something that like you know when you give the list of uh, tokens that can be voted by the community would probably add information like if a certain token is giving something uh, particular, will, will that add that information because that's relevant for people making their decision. Got it. Nice. Yeah. A- any other uh, mini questions about that? We don't want to talk too much about us. We've got you on here. so. <laughs> well, I think this is, uh, this is good. Uh, I, I uh, came in a little bit blind to that topic, and, and so you answering it for me probably helps whoever's listening as well so thanks for that yeah definitely absolutely 
I guess um, I, kind of going with the theme of, of talking about the talking about mine and collaterals and everything, what are your thoughts on stable coins in general? Like algo stable coins, collateral over collateralized stable coins. Um, do you have any thoughts? I mean, it's a, it's a big topic, right? And and I think that, I mean, stable coins in general have been one of the instigators for the success of of DeFi, and and then you could extend that to to crypto. Um, you know, Binance itself, when it started, was was allowing this trading with. Uh, with stable coins and, and this was just a new route into into crypto that, that didn't really exist before and that's where their growth came from now of course most of the stable coins at the beginning were were collateralized or at least that's what they told us so we have to believe that those uh, those dollars are sitting in the bank somewhere um and and that's worked out so well so far and then you have yeah these more interesting things these algorithmic ones and some of them have been you know, pretty robust things like Dai, and 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 I would need to learn more about Mai to be able to say the same thing. But I'm sure you have the similar intentions there. And then we've seen these like really exotic ones that haven't always worked out. Uh, and we've seen like uh, we've seen some failures quite recently with with quite ambitious stablecoin projects. But every project is kind of learning from that. And you know, we put these up onto Beefy uh, as a as an opportunity for people to engage with but and that's where a lot of these very very high return high yield uh, opportunities have come and of course we just advise people to do their own research we're, we're only doing our due diligence on the terms of like is it safe and and like can these things be be abused and and normally they cannot but even when they cannot be abused you know they might have some loop in their logic that actually allows them to to have failure and so we really recommend if people are going to get into these extremely algorithmic stable coins that they check out what's going on and actually go and visit the projects and talk to people at the projects and not just see these like 10 million or even trillion APYs and, and, and think that it's going to last all year because it's probably not, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's important to focus on the economics as much as you could, right? It is decentralized finance in the end, right? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we have some, um, you know, we have some experience in that, but we, we also have 700 volts. And so we're going to start with safety first and, and let right. the users look at some of those economics. But another thing that we're doing at Beefy, and, and this is actually very close to launch, and I don't think it's a secret anymore. We're about to launch the V2 of our, our own user interface. And this V2 uh, UI is going to be a lot more educational. And we're going to give things like safety scores for, for each of these vaults. And, and they will have um you know input from our devs and also input from some of the tokenomics and and some of the things like you know how widely held is this asset and things like this and this will create a safety score and so the higher the safety score maybe the less risky it is for people to try start using that apy and i think this will just be like an additional indicator because most of the research that that our users do is kind of off-site at the moment. Maybe they come to our Discord, maybe they go to the Telegram group of, or, or the Twitter of the partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to try and give some of that educational content on, on Beefy itself. And so people, it's a benefit for us. They don't have to leave to make an investment decision. And it's a benefit for the user because all of that information is is there. But but maybe I'll ask you guys again to, to give us a little bit of information about the, the MyStablecoin and, and how it works for, for Chidao. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I think uh, education is very important in in DeFi right now, especially trying to get new uh, new users in there, 
um, I mean, just in general, DeFi can be a scary place with all these fancy terminologies. And um, I, I love the fact that uh, you you are focusing in on educating people and, and helping them make better decisions. Yeah, for sure. And that, that will be live um, pretty soon. So So keep your eyes out for that one as well. Yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye. I think that would be pretty interesting to see uh, how those scores uh, stand up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a, f- a few more, few more questions. I guess what what excites you about the future of of DeFi going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting to see if the opportunities remain as attractive as as adoption grows. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, like the people, we're, we're early adopters. You can make a, a lot of money quite quickly if you make good decisions and you can make a reasonable amount of money by doing almost nothing. And so it will be interesting what, what that looks like in five years' time if everything becomes a little bit more conservative. Because what excites me is, is just when, when a friend just has that kind of realization that they shouldn't leave their money in the bank anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is just happening more and more and more. Like, of course, because I've been in this space for five years, uh, I have friends who turn to me and, and, and want to do those things. And, you know, just see their eyes light up. Like when you see like a 40% return on a stable coin, like this is really a dollar, right? Like you're <laughs> going to get 40% on your dollar. It's almost unbelievable. And I just wonder if it's going to remain unbelievable because, I mean, I have a sort of feeling inside that those gains can't really continue like you can't get 40 percent on the dollar for in 20 years time but um maybe there's so much inefficiencies and 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 there is right there's so much imbalance in in the system of capital and so what these DeFi protocols are doing is democratizing a lot of that so things like beefy being completely owned by its users and and owned by its developers and not really having offices not having to have security guards or champagne breakfast means that some of those inefficiencies are, are are going away, right? And that's why the returns are there. And so I'm just going to be curious as time goes on, like how how much how much space is there for profit um, when these things are 100% efficient? And, and it's going to be more than the 1% your bank gives you for sure. Right. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how also, you know, this new way of organizing companies affects like, non-financial companies Mm, mm -hmm. you know being able to be decentralized owned by you know both employees investors users all in like some kind of like a you know collaborative um setup i think that that would be very interesting yeah i think with DeFi, one of the reasons why it works in these like DAO mechanisms is because the profit or the revenue is kind of baked in from the start like if you have a protocol that works and you have good tokenomics you can launch the day, have users by the end of the week and have money to pay the devs and the community like in the same month. Whereas like business models that rely on supply chains or, or services <laughs> or, or locations, like how easy is it going to be able to do those in a decentralized way when the money is much less connected to, to the business? Right. Yeah. And I don't know. Of innovation to be done, I think, in order to do that. But we are probably, and, and, and your team as well, kind of making those first steps for all organizations because we also have to work out other things like how do you do HR when you've never met the person? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
how do you pay someone when they live in a different country to where the business is and, and you don't want to rely on PayPal or whatever, you know? So like some of those things are getting solved and some of them are getting solved in really optimal ways. And some of them are just sort of like back of the envelope, work it out right. as you go. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, we as like DeFi companies will probably lead some of that, but I'm interested, as you say, to see what happens when it's non-DeFi projects trying to use the same DAO kind of principles and models. And I've seen a few interesting things, you know, design studios trying to do that. And there's like Meta Factory, which is making really high quality t-shirts in an ethical way. And it's exactly the same. They don't know each other, but they all just work on Discord and they produce really high quality products, you know? Yeah. Ah, I love that. Uh, that that gets me jazzed. That gets me excited. <laughs> um, do you have uh, Do you have any ask for the Polygon community? I mean, not directly. I mean, come out, and come and check uh, Beefy if you, if you're not using it already. And I would say, like, um, yeah, that's a little bit selfish, but I, but I really do do really think that people need to dig into these optimization platforms and actually have a have a look at what's going on under the hood and both in terms of safety but both in terms of like what you're actually earning and and it would be great if the people who do discover the most optimized uh, platforms actually share that <laughs> don't just keep all the revenue for them for themselves but no like just just um it's a bit banal but just keep building and and we're going to keep an eye on what's being built and we're going to integrate um, the best platforms as as quickly as we can. Uh, how, what's what's the best way for for projects to get in contact with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, Discord is is the best place for for projects coming to us. It's very lively there. You know, there's there's thousands and thousands of people, and and it's pretty open. So if you go into general on there or community or um, <laughs> yeah. The community chat is pretty lively. <laughs> I mispronounced it, but I just got it. I love, yeah. I, I love that. It's funny. That, that does and, lead me to a question. Oh, sure. let, go ahead. Finish off. No, no, just just start talking, you know, and, and very, we're kind of like a little bit like a swarm. Like we'll, we'll identify who needs to be talked to and the introductions will get made very quickly if, if it's like a credible product coming in. Perfect. Okay. So what is with the cows? <laughs> look i was not there when the when the cow theme was uh decided um but i but it's holding up pretty well i guess it's like it about growing your yield and and you know cows being a little bit productive but also you know beefing up your profits and all of those things i think it's become um a really nice internal meme like like you see my name yeah. you see that we have the community like our lead devs are like sir beef a lot and super beefy boy <laughs> so you know it's it's definitely cohesive within uh beefy finance this this cow theme i think like there's elements where it could be more useful to have a very grown-up name you know when we're trying to retract tens of millions or hundreds of millions of tvls from from institutions to come and use our platform but uh, it's working pretty well and we're definitely never going to change it so as, as sort of lead marketer over at beefy i've got to find ways to to present um or help the DAO present itself to all different users because some people can look at beefy and think it's another meme coin it's a food coin mm -hmm. but actually 
you know, we're looking after half a billion dollars worth of, of, of user funds and we have this really strong safety track record. So it's all good with the beef. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Um, who else would you like to see come on one of these fireside chats? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if you are like fully focused on, on Polygon, but you know, pancake swap is a really interesting project. They're, they're pretty mysterious guys and, and very successful. And, and I think like, talking about how they have managed to to grow the same amount of growth that like sushi has done on on ethereum and polygon versus what they've done only on bsc would, would be a really really interesting um conversation i think so yeah not the easiest team to to reach but if you can reach them i think that would be an interesting chat um gotcha. for you guys gotcha perfect and then we do have a uh, community question that came in um the boost on my USDC was awesome. Can you extend it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's someone from our community asking that, actually. That's one of our mods. I don't know if he means, like, we, we boost it again or whether you add more rewards, but... Um, I, I guess that's a conversation to be still had. <laughs> yeah, cheers, Fran, anyway. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there, there's always, there's always going to be boosts on, on Polygon, and I think there's another PSC boost there coming up no fantastic Perfect. oh and then he says uh cheers he says cheers as well <laughs> cheers, <friend. laughs> uh no fantastic I, I had a great time chatting um we we always love learning more about projects and then also the people the people that are behind the project so thank you so much for um for giving us your time uh and then we we look forward to to just working with you uh, more in depth. Yeah. Thank you both for your time. And thanks for talking a little bit about uh, those tricky questions around collateral. I think that's really interesting for us to learn um, as users, as much as a platform and yeah, keep us uh, in the loop with those QIPs and we'll try and get the community over there holding some assets and, and getting the votes through. Oh, Perfect. fantastic. Love it. Right. Cheers guys. Take care. Thank you. All right. Talk soon.